Welcome back to Ground Guy Radio. As we have this, as the Packwood Locker, Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. This is the Scoreboard Show with Scotty Melvin. Welcome to the show, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? I know you're driving to work, and this ain't going to be the longest uh, episode we ever did, but we're going to go over the scores. Uh, I guess we'll do it in reverse order. We'll start with uh, last night and then work our way back to Tuesday. Uh, so uh, let's see. Um, since this isn't on the list, I, I know the Coyote Eagles won last night uh, over EV 77 to 30 or something like that. It was a big crushing win. Uh, they bounced back from that uh, loss to Waco. Uh, but... Uh, so uh, that's one of the scores, as, and that was that score is brought to you by Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna, Iowa, as they present the Coyote Eagles. Uh, now we got the Washington Demons, uh, who had a pretty big weekend here, uh, as they uh, they beat Oskaloosa 54-43 last night. Did you catch any of that? That one I wasn't able to get on the stream. Um kind of a late evening and stuff i only was able to watch a little bit of waco's game last night well it was a pretty, I see the score. it was a pretty good uh nice nice game for washington they, they handled business pretty well now here was a game uh uh that was uh if i could have got up there that would have been a round guy game of the week type mid prairie 48 wilton beavers 39 wilton beavers came in rated uh number four in the state uh, Mid Prairie had uh, is bouncing back off of a loss. Uh, uh, how about that game, huh? Well, this is one where um, our uh, score ticker on uh, the one that comes through score stream or whatever on KCII has the girls game in place of the boys. The right score for the the Wilton Mid Prairie boys game. Wilton won that sixty-seven to forty-nine behind twenty-eight points from big man Caden Kirkman. So Mid Prairie did suffer the loss last night on the boys' side. Hey Scott, I'm glad I called you with the right information. But they are they're well, doing we, that to me on the Mid Prairie quite a bit. So I'm, we we've been talking about this at work because uh, I've got a, a buddy there that works the score table for Washington's home games, and he likes to keep up on the area scores. And he'll come into work and say, "Did you see the?" the score to this game or that game, and we'll find out that there's sometimes a duplicate score. They'll put a girl's score up into the boys' section, and then, then you're, you're left searching Twitter for, for that boys' score. Well, that, that Wilton team is really maybe the best team in southeast Iowa. In eastern Iowa, maybe. Uh, they are ranked number four in uh, Class 2A. So, you know, they're, they're uh, very highly regarded and well-deserved uh, respect for that team right now. Well, your Wapolo Indians uh, took it to the Columbus Wildcats. I was looking for that to be a little closer game, but uh, 52-26 on this one. Uh, Wapolo, or Columbus has had some, some wins and some losses this year, uh, as well as Wapolo. But that good player uh, you had uh, really came through, huh? Yeah, Jackson Lands had a big night, um, and I had his his uh, numbers written down. But now that I'm on the road, I'm not able to look at that. But, uh, that game was close at half, so I think it was a you know fairly evenly matched game. But Wapolo was able to pull ahead there, 
in the second half. They had a big second half. Um, that was Coach Rohr's first win as head coach for the Wapalo Indians. And I saw them in person early in the season up at Waco. And even though they, they uh, took a big loss in that game, I, I thought, man, they've got some quality players, especially Lance, uh, to, to build a nice season with. And I think they were getting rolling here. Uh, they got that first one under their belt, so that's good for them. All right, well, the Sigourney Savages uh, beat a Tri-County team that has uh, won a few games this year, and, and uh, a lot of the coaches are, are impressed with their improvement, but uh, Sigourney's on a roll. That's a couple wins in a row for them. Yeah, Sigourney's one of the, those teams that early on looks like they're lurking just under the top-tier teams, and I've talked about that a few times. It looks like we've got a handful of teams that are kind of, at least at this point in the season, head and shoulders above the rest of the crowd, and then there's these guys that are kind of pushing – towards uh, getting into that top-notch tier of teams, and Sigourney, to me, is one of those. Well, the Sigourney Savages are brought to you by Brothers Market of Sigourney, Iowa. Now, here is uh, uh, Hillcrest at Pekin. Pekin Panthers brought to you by Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Hillcrest Academy uh, wins 42-32 in kind of a grinded-out game. That doesn't surprise me. Pekin seems to be just, you know, at the, the edge of that top tier. They, they, they played pretty good, but this Hillcrest Academy is another great team. Both teams with great coaches, Swanson uh, for Pekin and uh, is it Gilcrest or who's the, who's the Hillcrest Academy coach? Uh, Hillcrest is coached by uh, Dwight Gingrich. Yeah, He's been Gingrich. there for, gosh, since I was in high school or before. Well, that's the battle of uh, – well, the Pella Dutch uh, beat another Southeast Iowa team uh, as they, they, they knock off the Trojans 52-49. to 49. Did not have as easy a time as they did with the Washington Demons, but the Pella Dutch, uh, another impressive win there. Well, that, that goes to show just how tough Fairfield is. And I know they've got, what, uh, two or three losses early on in the season here, but they've all been tough ones. And their schedule's been tough. So so these losses that they've taken, they, they mean nothing really nothing to me because basketball is a long season everybody gets to go to the postseason so that's what all this is for you're tuning up for that run uh, i think fairfield will, will continue to get better continue to push uh towards that postseason run and you know let's face it uh Pella's a top five team in class 3a so this game could have gone either way we saw what Pella did to washington who's a really high quality team I think Fairfield is – they're on the verge of some really big stuff. That's what I think about the Trojans. Well, I like what – Trojans look like they handle themselves pretty well in this game. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Louisa Muscatine continues to surge uh, as they as they take down Lone Tree, 65-59. to 59. Uh, I guess they did have the Kyoto score, 77-35 there. But what about uh, Waco? I don't see a score here for Waco. I watched a bit of that game. It got ugly really fast. Um, we know Highland's really uh, young, and uh, I feel like their numbers are not real high. Uh, I watched some of the game, and I was having to watch it off my phone, so, you know, that's not a very big screen to, to, to hone in on to see the action. But uh, they looked young to me. They looked like they're, they're some underclassmen. They do have a, a pretty nice uh, big man. And they moved the ball well. I felt like the, the ball handlers handled it pretty well, uh, considering the type of defense they were up against. But, yeah, Waco just overwhelmed them. I think the final was 70, 
oh, was it 79 to 19 or something like that? It was, it was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty large score spread, but but totally expected for this one. Well, the Waco Warriors are brought to you by Eichel Burger Farms, and I saw them in person, and uh, it was uh, impressive, I guess, would be. They're the best team in high school basketball I've ever seen, and and I, I don't have uh, anything else to go on. Well, uh, there was one game of note uh, Monday night as the Sigourney Savages uh, knocked off the Cardinal Comet sixty five uh, to sixty two. Got some good uh, footage of that game from uh, Jacob Lenzendorf, who seems to be the hardest working man going right now. Yeah, I love watching his highlights on Twitter uh, or Facebook, wherever I catch them. And it's nice to have that because we can't, even when I'm streaming games, you can't get uh, to all of them. You know, you can get a few minutes here, this one, a few minutes there, that one, or if it's a big-time matchup, I'm going to watch that whole game. Um, so to get some snippets of highlights of some of the players who are, that are doing big things for their teams across the, uh, the area that he covers, that's really great. We very much appreciate that. Well, the Mount Pleasant Panthers uh, also Monday night uh, knocked off the Benton Bobcats 65-35. to 35. I did talk to Andy Kretzinger about that, and he was uh, – he's impressed with Mount Pleasant. He says they're really looking good. They are, and I've only caught a little bit of a stream uh, on one of their games. I believe it was versus Kia Cuck, and they totally overwhelmed the Chiefs that day. Um, I think this win over Benton's really a high-quality high win. Benton's – Right now, got um, I don't know a ton about them, but they did well in football. They've got a pretty good uh, core of athletes up there right now, so that's a that's a really nice one for Mount Pleasant. I think Mount Pleasant's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Um, we talk a lot about Fairfield and, and Washington right now in that three A field, and uh, you know even Burlington out of that conference is very good. But I think Mount Pleasant's a dark horse here, um, looking for them to really challenge for that conference title this season. Well, there was some pretty great matchups uh, Saturday also, Saturday, December 10th, as uh, the Washington Demons edged the Davis County Mustangs 74-70. to I didn't uh, catch much of that game, but uh, uh, looks like a good one by all accounts here. Yeah, I finally got to watch. I watched quite a bit of that Washington-Burlington game from Friday night, so I got to see just what uh, the Demons bring to the table I know they do have that overtime loss to Albion, but as it turns out, Albion is a pretty darn good team. I didn't know much about them. Uh, but thanks to Jacob uh, Lessendorf, I've been able to see a little of what they bring to the table. Uh, so this game against Davis County, I have a feeling, was somewhat similar to that. I think it's a good quality opponent. The Demons keep finding ways to win, uh, including that, that big one over Oskaloosa last night, which had a pretty dramatic comeback in it. I thought the, I thought the Demons' goose was cooked last night about by halftime. And they found a way to shut down Oski in the second half and pull out that win. Well, um, Sari also Lone Tree knocked down the uh, uh, English Valley Bears fifty to thirty. Uh, here would here was a, a great matchup. Uh, two super quality teams. Uh, Winfield Mount Union plays Hillcrest Academy. They win fifty nine to fifty six, but uh, looks like a hard fought win. And uh, Hillcrest Academy does seem to be on the edge of that there. I put Hillcrest up there. I've got my uh, my at least in the in the one A field, two A field, whatever you want to call it, the smaller schools of our area. I've got Waco and Winfield as kind of the cream of the crop there, with New London being right up there. Um, 
Van Buren somewhat knocking on that door, but I've got Hillcrest right up there in the mix with, with Waco and, and uh, Winfield Mount Union. And I think they showed that at home against the Wolves there Saturday, but the, the Wolves uh, stuck with it and pulled it out at the end. Um, one nice quote I read from Coach Clay Edwards, uh, I believe it was on a KCII article, uh, following that game was he'd been uh, begging his son Abram for some aggressiveness uh, the, the last couple of years here in the basketball season. And he says he finally saw that against Hillcrest. And I saw a few clips of the game. And, yeah, I've, I've been saying it since I watched Abram play uh, uh, last year. And then uh, football this year, boy, when that kid gets a little bit of a mean streak going, he's going to be dangerous because he's got all the physical tools. And uh, if, when he puts that all together with that kind of killer mentality, he, he, look out, he may be the best in the area, uh, both on the gridiron and the basketball court. And uh, we're starting to see that from him, it sounds like. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what the Wolves have got going forward with him and Pam and, and uh, uh, the gang there. Uh, they've got great guards. Uh, Winfield is the one team that they've already pushed Waco once. They will again. And I think Hillcrest is going to be right there with those the, those two guys there. Well, uh, uh, Berger, I got a couple a game here with, with a couple sponsored teams. Uh, Eichelberger Farms presents Waco Warriors and Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna. Create, uh, presents the Kyoto Eagles. And uh, I was there. I called that game. And uh, all I can say is uh, Kyoto played really well in the second half. But uh, Waco looks like the best damn team I've ever seen in high school basketball. They are just so strong and so solid. And and it ain't just their starters. Their bench is also equally good. I, I just – I wouldn't have no advice for anybody on playing them. They they just seem so – I mean, Kyoto is 7-1, and one and they got dismantled by uh, Waco. Well, Waco's got, uh, and, and maybe some would argue depth doesn't matter near as much in basketball as it does football. I, I can see that argument, but at the same time, if you have it, that makes you so much more dangerous than your opponents. Um, and, and I heard it on the Waco Warrior cast last night. I believe it was Alex Cardenas, who's an assistant on the football team, uh, calling the games for Waco uh, when they play uh, basketball. He said, you could take the, the second five guys, you know, the first five off of Waco's bench and have another quality team that would win a lot of games. And you remember me saying that about their football team this year. Uh, and it's more of the same. So that's part of it. And part of it's just they, they are relentless. Um, no matter who's out there on the court, it's just all-out effort all the time. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to point any fingers, but I'm seeing some of the teams that I've been watching, especially the ones that are getting beat really badly, I'm not seeing that from them. And so I would encourage those kids to, to, to play that way. You know, win or lose, just give it your all on every play, every trip down the court. Don't take plays off. And you give yourself a lot better chance that way. Waco's got kids that have that mindset, and, and that's why they're having the success that they're having uh, this year in sports. Well, in case you're – if I'm missing your teams, like I, I was going to ask Scotty about New London, uh, we're struggling to find a good list of games and stuff. And uh, the, the the real list that we're going off of is KCIIs, and they're not mentioning uh, those scores or – uh, there's a lot of scores. Unless they're playing one of these other teams, we're not going to see too much about them. Have you, do you have any thoughts? Or, or I watched some of the New London game. They looked outstanding, and uh, I know they were winning last night. Can't remember who they were even playing, but uh, uh, I don't I have anything on them. Last what was that? 
I was going to say, I didn't see a score from last night on them, and I know their Facebook page, the New London Tigers Facebook page, does a pretty good job, but I, I'm not always, I'm not usually going to Facebook to find my sports info, so I kind of forget about that and until I accidentally run across it. I'm usually on Twitter, and, and they're not active on Twitter at that, at that school, so um, I kind of fail to see a lot about them until well after the fact, and that's kind of a shame because they're definitely one of the one of the cream of the crop uh, basketball teams in the area. Um, yeah, I know they've lost to Van Buren once this year. they got a lot of tough games ahead of them playing in the conference they do with a, a loaded West Burlington, and then they'll have to face, uh, I believe, Waco and Winfield at least once this year and whatnot. But, um, yeah, let's. Uh, I'll try to dig into them a little bit more on Facebook and see what I can come up with. Well, That's gonna, a very, very dangerous team. Uh, December 29th, Jacob Linzendorf is going to come and give us all those West teams, you know. Uh, uh, we had some football uh, broadcasters for KBOR in Burlington that, that helped out in that area, but right now it's kind of a hole. But uh, look, guys, we're just going to – it's going to be a little bit narrower focus, at least through December, because December's the toughest. Toughest time to get gas, toughest time for anybody to find any time. So uh, we will move back to Friday last week. And uh, the Washington Demons beat this Burlington Greyhound teams and make you and me look like a bunch of dummies, uh, which is kind of appreciated, actually. Uh, but uh, uh, the Washington Demons handled this Burlington Greyhounds team who had the very best week, uh, first week of any team in, in uh, all of Iowa and just was knocking down big opponents. I did watch some of that video of that game. Washington has... A couple really big kids that uh, uh, are tough and uh, make life hard on their opponents. Well, what you got any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I watched that one too, and it was uh, it was a, a squeaker for the most part. Uh, Washington kind of extended the lead at the end there and one going away. But you're right, um, and and Burlington's a very high quality team. It remains to be seen if they're quite on the level. I know they lost some kids to graduation, but they still got Marquise Lewis Jr and a really great uh, bunch of guys around him. I just don't know if they're quite to the level they were a year ago. But, yeah, Washington, you know, we, we know they got hit by graduation fairly hard, but they bring back some good players. And uh, when you're talking Ethan Patterson, who can go off for well over 30 a game on any given night, and the six triplets. And, uh, you know, I'm looking down that roster, and there, there's no big dude. There's no 6'8 kid on the roster, but there's just a ton of 6'3 and 6'4 and 6'2 kids. And they've all got ball and arms. They – they kind of put me in mind of a Waco where, you know, if they if they press, if they turn up the pressure on defense, there's no there's, there's hands everywhere. And they made it really tough on uh, on Burlington that way. And it just it just frustrated Burlington. I think Burlington had some calls they didn't think went their way and it just kind of snowballed on them. But that's what a team like a Washington or Waco can do to you. They're just gonna frustrate you for four quarters and uh, you know, in the end of, at the end of the day they just kind of smothered them. Well, we had a uh, – I was watching the, uh, some of Burlington play Galesburg, Illinois last night. Uh, Burlington was ahead early, but it looked like it was tied when I left. So I don't know the end of that, uh, the, the score on that. But uh, Burlington move. won. I I've got the score written down, but I can't look at it while I'm driving. <laughs> All right. Burlington did win that one? Yeah, they did win, and I think they ended up winning by double digits. Well, that's good for them. Uh and it's good for them to play some of these Illinois teams. I think that's going to make them better all the way around. Yeah. Well, now, here's the score. I, I, I don't know what the deal is with the mid-prairie scores. I, I don't trust them. But I do think this is might be accurate. 
Looks like West Branch beat uh, uh, Mid Prairie uh, 64-56, or is that a girl score, or what, I mean, from last Friday? Uh, what, what was the uh, opponent? West Branch. West Branch. West Branch beat uh, Mid Prairie's boys, so Mid Prairie boys are on a, a very tough two-game lose streak here that, you know, it's one of those, again, I'm not going to put a lot of stock into because of the caliber of opponents. Well, Eichelberger Farms, Waco Warrior, Friday night, rolled on Columbus Wildcats, 86-23. That doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah, I, not surprising, but Columbus has some nice players, and I, I was really excited to get to watch uh, Julian Jimenez play for them. He's got such good footwork, and it was a pleasure watching him play football, and I love seeing these guys that, you know, they're linemen, and you don't expect them to be a, a shifty, nifty little uh, basketball player, but he's one of them, and they're young. Um, they're going to win some games. They, they just, you know, they were smothered by that defense. Well, uh, Brothers Market brings you the Sigourney Savages as uh, Bell Plainsman uh, last Friday uh, beat them 44 to 39. Now, we, we just slaughtered uh, Bell Plain, but they have come back, and I believe they're in second place in the sickle there. Uh, uh, tough loss for Sigourney, uh, but Bell Plain does seem to be putting it together. I don't know anything about them. It's just uh, after, you know, other than seeing scores and after seeing what Kyoto had done to them early in the season, I thought maybe Bell Plains, one of those, uh, you know, very young and rebuilding squads is probably going to take a lot of games like that on the chin because uh, we're seeing a few of those those uh, teams around. But if they don't look like that uh, is the case for them. They look like they uh, maybe just had a really bad night and uh, ran up against a really good opponent and, uh you know, now they're they're they've got some traction, uh, so they won't be an easy out like I had thought. I don't think. Well, maybe Bell Play had some players with the flu or something. That's very possible. There's been a lot of just games canceled because of just I can't even. Yeah, that is true too. I think Kyoto has thirty uh, percent uh, people out with the flu. I mean, that's a well Mount Pleasant uh, uh, last Friday beat Keokuk fifty-five twenty-seven. Mount Pleasant is uh, on a roll here. Yeah, they that one I got to watch a little bit of, and it uh, it was really never close from what I saw of it. Um, I think Keokuk might be one of the the teams that's on the going to be on the, the latter half of the conference standings for uh, the rest of this year. At least that's the way it looked to me that one game. And uh, you know, you try to take as much as you can from when you get a chance to watch watch the action. Uh, rather than just looking at scores. And, and that's kind of what I saw there. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a log jam up at the top and then a couple of teams that are kind of sitting looking up at those others. And Kikuk's probably going to be one of those. Well, the Fairfield Trojans handled the uh, Fort Madison Bloodhounds 51-33. Uh, to 33. Uh, Nice little win for the Trojans. Definitely a good win, conference win. Fort Madison's won. Um, you know, with the graduation losses they had from that stacked team last year, they are going to be looking to get footing uh, probably the whole first half of the season or so. But they're one that I, I look to continue to improve and be um, more of a threat as the season continues. I think, you know, like I said, we got the Mount Pleasant, the Washington, the Burlington, and Fairfield at the top of that conference. Uh, maybe Fort Madison's taking a step back this year with, with a little bit of a rebuild. But uh, I don't think they're going to be an easy out. Um, and I think they'll be pushing these teams as the season goes on. Well, Iowa Valley uh, beats 
English Valley, uh, 56-39. Iowa Valley gave my Kyoto Eagles uh, everything they wanted. Uh, lost their game in the last uh, play of the game to uh, Kyoto Eagles in a two-point win for the Eagles. Uh, but Iowa Valley, I, I enjoyed talking to their coach. They seem to have some height. They got some, uh, I think, a 6'6 guy and a 6'8 guy. And it just sounds like to me when, when their shots go down, they win. And when, they're, when they don't shoot well, they don't. We've got a few minutes yeah. left. Let's... Enjoyed that interview. Uh, their coach pulled no punches. <laughs> you know, he, he has no problem talking about what his team, uh, when his team's got uh, hard weaknesses or, or uh, you know, when they don't do something right. That was kind of refreshing. Well, I'm going to go over some of the games. Uh, there's one game Thursday and several Friday, and we'll just kind of fly through these because we don't have a whole lot of time left. But uh, uh, as the pack, uh, the uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland Iowa presents the Peak and Panthers, and they will be playing the, the Mid Prairie Golden Hawks Thursday night at 730. Uh, that'll probably be a fun game. I think that'll be a real competitive game. Is that one in Wellman? Uh, you know what, Scott? I, I can't even tell anymore. I, I, I think okay. I know okay. where they are, and I don't even know. So. It's, it's hard to get all this info. But either way, that's going to be – that should be a really fun matchup there. Um, yeah, I, I would I'd love to see that one. But I have a sneaky suspicion I'm going to be in Wayland to watch Waco Friday night versus Hillcrest. That should, well, be, a that should be a good one. Uh, well, uh, the round guy game of the week, Friday night, Linville Sully comes to Kyoto. Uh, these are the two teams that are battling for this uh, side of the sickle here. Uh, this is a, a, a game with a lot of playoff implications. Uh, this ought to be a good one. Uh, could you run by the, the matchup again real quick? I'm in, in some heavy traffic. I missed it. It's Linville Sully coming to Kyoto Eagles. Oh, yeah. Linville Sully. Um, I followed them a bit on Twitter, and they are off to a great start. We all know about Kyoto around here. That should be a great one, too. I think you could throw a, a dart at the wall of maybe a good handful of games Friday night and get your round guy game for a week. Okay. Well, uh, the Washington Demons and the Mount Pleasant Panthers, that is a – that looks to be a dynamite game. Yeah. Um, that's rivalry. That's uh, two contenders in the in the conference. That, that'd be another great choice for a game of the week. Um and and this is this is what stinks about going to a game live. I can't flip around on the TV and watch other games. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's just the way uh, it goes. Uh, okay, the Wapolo Indians at Highland. That probably would be a pretty great game. Oh, uh, that should be a good one. I think we're going to see uh, Wapolo get uh, win number two. I think they've got a lot more experience. And these and, are Friday uh, night games. The first one was a Thursday game, but uh, okay. Uh, Lone Tree at Pekin. Or, or plays Pekin. I can't guarantee it's at Pekin, but uh, uh, that's another great matchup for Friday night. Columbus Wildcats at the uh, at the Winfield Wolves. Uh, they're going to be overmatched there. Uh, Waco and Hillcrest as Eichelberger Farms presents this game. Uh, uh, this ought to be uh, Hillcrest. Ain't no nobody to push around, and uh, uh, that. Uh, I, I imagine you'll probably be there for that one. Planning on it. I'll be down that way working. Um, and then I'm going to get my daughter, and she's a big Hunter Hughes fan. She's a little basketball player herself down there at Fairfield. And uh, we're going to go watch those guys play as if all goes to plan. And uh, it should be a great one. I expect this one to be uh, similar to what we saw between 
uh, Winfield Mount Union and Hillcrest. Well, I'll say this. I hope someday I will enjoy something, anything in life, as much as that kid likes playing basketball. I've never seen anyone with such a big smile on his face and just so happy, and he's kind of goofy and uh, uh, absolutely loves playing basketball. What a player he is. You know, this season he'd come up and visit in the stands uh, at the football games, and and we'd have a good time chatting. And I love seeing young guys that uh, and gals that uh, can hold a good conversation with an old old fart like myself. <laughs> and Hunter's one of those one of those kids, and he's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, like you said, he's out there, and it seems like no matter what's going on, sometimes when a call doesn't go his way, he's not so happy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he is out there and loving what he's doing and having a great time. And I think that kind of uh, spills over into his teammates too and there's a they're just a fun team to watch because they're good and they look like they really enjoy playing well we've just got a a minute left here so i'm just going to run out over these three games uh uh brothers market presents sigourney savages who are playing the montezuma braves that looks like a good game the burlington greyhounds are going to play the fairfield trojans that looks like a good game uh and mid prairie uh trying to get back on track with a game against durant uh we have one minute left. You got anything to say about those games? Um, those uh, all sound like intriguing matchups. I hope I'm able to catch some on stream. I'd like to see Mid Prairie get off of this uh, uh, little two-game lose streak and get up back on a win streak. I think there's a lot of potential on that Golden Hawks team. They're in a very tough conference, and uh, you know it's going to be a dogfight every night for them. So that's that's the one team I kind of got an eye on for that that latter part of your uh, schedule you listed there. Okay, well, uh, this is a, a little narrower version of the scoreboard show than normal. Uh, Want to mention we did a great uh, uh, tribute to Mike Leach. Uh, we've had uh, uh, Paul Mercurio on, and he had a little played us a little message from Paul McCartney. Uh, we've had Santa Claus on. John Bain put out a couple uh, episodes of Southeast Iowa today. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Scotty, for being with us. Thanks for having me, Dave. Look forward to some more.